Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is episode eight of Syngap 10, your update on all things Syngap 1. I try to keep it to 10 minutes. Like People get mad at me if I go over. I'm not going to go over 10 minutes. Today is April 30th, 2021. Let me move quickly here. Um, this is a podcast. If, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, go to syngap.fund slash 10, syngap.fund slash 10, and sign up for the podcast, Apple, Stitch, whatever. It's on everything. Just subscribe so, so that you can keep up to date effortlessly. Let me move fast because there's a lot going on. I just recorded this and I went way over and I didn't have time to talk about Citizen, so I'm going to start talking about Citizen quickly. If you're not in Citizen and you're a Syngap parent, sign up for Citizen. It's free. It's important. Those of you who are in Citizen know that we are doing the SSB study, the sleep, seizure, and behavior study. That is happening right now now. Right now now it's happening. And, and tomorrow is the last day that you can start that. And um, syngap.fund slash SSB if you want to learn more. Uh, Virginia and I did a, a, a webinar about this. You should watch it. You should, you should join in. Basically, if you're in Citizen, Starting tomorrow is the last day because we need 30 days of data and the, and the surveys close May 30th. You need to be filling out a seizure tracker every day for 30 days. Every day for 30 days, you need to fill in a seizure tracker. This is important data that will go to a company who's considering running a drug trial with a product that they have right now. It's a live product. I can't talk about it, but it's it could help our kids with seizures and behaviors. And in order to run that trial, they need to know that there's signal there, right? They need to know that our kids are having enough reportable seizures based on parent observation that they could actually run a study against it because of course all our kids are treated the drugs don't work which is why we need more drugs but their kids are treated so how strong is it anyway do ssb syngap.fund slash ssb to learn more that's for people who are in citizen if you're not in citizen get on the train citizen is the best registry and source of data on syngap one here on earth it is the best i, I can I'm, call me if you don't believe that i'm happy to explain it to you and we have invested in it. It is free for families. Get on the train, people. All right, good. That's done. That was important. The other thing I want to make sure I have time to say is there's tremendous amount of um, work to do at SRF. If you are a family member of a, of a Syngapian or a friend and you're like, God, I want to help, call me. There's a lot of things we're, we're working on. It's kind of exciting. All right, let me get to breaking news. Breaking news. Ding, 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 ding. This is huge. So if you'll remember two episodes ago, episode six, I was a bit grumpy about ICD codes, right? ICD-10. And I talked about how we've been working on this forever and we're not getting anywhere and we're a little miffed. And if you go to syngap.fun slash ICD-10, you will find an article we wrote a year ago when we were in a much better mood being like, yes, we're going to get an ICD code. It's so exciting because we had just um, culminated well over a year of work by Dr. Hans Schlecht of our board of directors, who is a Syngap dad and a saint and pretty smart too. Um, and Hans had been working hard on this ICD issue, and, and we had, through his hard work, earned an audience uh, at, a, at a CDC meeting, and we asked Dr. Connie Smith-Hicks to present at that meeting, and she did, and it was amazing, and you can watch the video, go to the blog, etc. And so we were preparing our notes, and we were getting ready to write a nasty gram to CDC and be like, what's up? Where's, where's our code? And of course, you know, COVID, things are a little slow, and we found out this week, we were pointed to um, CMS.gov to an obscure web page that I assure you none of us have ever been to. It's the um, proposed rule for fiscal year 2022 IPPS, which is inpatient prospective payment systems, which someone somewhere cares about, but not us. But if you double click on a zip file and you get another zip file and you click on that zip file and then you open a text file, who uses text file? And you open a text file and you go to table 6A in that text file. This, this took a, a lot of emails to get through this. But the punchline is, 
This week on CMS.gov, fiscal year 2022 IPPS proposed rule, table 6A, couple clicks. There is a list of ICD-10 codes, which is basically an unofficial preview of what the CDC will announce in June. Without telling us that that's what's gonna happen, they said it's highly unlikely that anything will change, which I th it's like government speak for that's gonna happen. So this isn't an announcement, but there is something in writing on a US government HHS website that has a list of ICD codes around which they are talking about pricing, which means we're gonna get an ICD-10 code in June. And then it will be effective and it'll be in all your doctor's computers on October 1st. And this on the Richter scale of like, whatever to, oh my God, this is life-changing. It's like a nine. Like it's not a genetic therapy, but it's really important. Read the blog if you don't understand why it's important, but at the end of the day, it's gonna help us answer the question, what does it cost? It's gonna help us do two things. One, it's gonna help us count patients so we can stop doing this crazy Syngap census and like the, all the spreadsheets. And, and number two, it's gonna um, help us answer the question, what does a Syngap patient cost, right? Fast forward five years. Company X has a genetic therapy. They've used the citizen data. They've done, an, they've done a study. We've got, we've got data. Yay, it works. Great, what does it cost? Big number. Make up whatever it feels like a big number. Oh my God, how is insurance ever gonna pay for that? Insurance is no, no, it's too expensive. You're like, no, our kids cost a lot of money. Prove it. No, you prove it, dude. Go to your claims data, type in F78.A1, because that's our ICD-10 code. And guess what? It's all over your data because we've gone to our doctors and told our doctors, put F78.A1 in my kid's record. So that when a health insurance company wants to know what a Syngapian costs, they don't get to throw up their hands and be like, oh, it's really hard, it's gonna take us a long time. It's not gonna take you any time at all. Type F78.A1 into your records. Cigna, Blue Cross, Kaiser, doesn't everybody will have this because they all use ICD codes. And you're gonna very quickly find out that our kids cost a lot of money every year. Epilepsy medication, hospitalizations, therapies, more therapies, doctor visits, testing, etc. And then you're gonna figure out that a genetic therapy that can change the course of their lives and preclude a lot of that cost, that's a deal. So this ICD-10 code, my friends, is a huge win. And Hans at syngapresearchfund.org, go ahead and send him an email and be like, thank you for your tireless efforts for over two years. Because he's, it, it's, it's, it's all his work. SRF has supported him and encouraged him. And, but to be clear, this is all Hans. And, and we should all be grateful. Um, how big of a deal is this? It's a huge deal. Who else has them? Dreve, Angelman, and CDKL5. I could talk about these three organizations forever. They are our model. Dreve is led by Miriam Meskis. They have their diseases like ours, but the seizures are even worse. It's hard to imagine, but it's true. Um, they've got their act together. And if you can be compared to CDKL5, Angelman's, and Dreve, you're killing it. And getting this ICD code puts us closer to that group that is exceptional. Angelman's already has genetic therapies, and Paul Evans, and Allison, and Terry Joe. Like they've had some incredible parents who've worked for years on Angelman's. And then CDKL5. CDKL5 is an interesting one, right? Tremendously wealthy family behind CDKL5. God bless them for, for, for using their, their, their treasure for this effort. And they've, they've really helped accelerate things. CDKL5 has an incidence of two per 100,000 if you read the law paper. We have an incidence of six per 100,000 if you read the law paper. We're all underdiagnosed, so our real numbers don't, don't map to that. But if we have a triple the predicted incidence of CDKL5, and CDKL5 has had an ICD code for a while and we don't, what's up with that? Well, what's up with that is they're organized because they had a very wealthy family who got a lot of people in. and. And so we're playing catch up, but through the good work and the generosity of his time and intellect of, of Dr. Schlecht, we're about to get an ICD-10 code, people. F78, 
point A1. <sighs> F78 is other intellectual disability, so we're under intellectual disability. Sometimes you'll see SYNGAP1 NSID, which is non-syndromic intellectual disability, so we're sort of considered an intellectual disability disease, and this will sort of cement that. Whatever. It's just ICD-10. ICD-11 will come in a few years. It's a whole other story. Really exciting news, though. Breaking news just on the CMS site this this week and not really official till June and not actionable till October, but be happy. This is this is a tremendous win for our community and, and we are really excited. Um, talking about wins for our community, I got I a minute and a half left. It's pretty good. Sprint for Singap, we raised $122,000. $122,000. 30 different teams, lots of families, two families, uh, two or three. The, the, the Boston contingent, Team Myla, Singap Sisters, et cetera, raised $50,000. That's 40% of the event. And so big thank you to the Tavillas, which is like the mafia behind uh, the Team Myla, and then Syngap Sisters, Aaron, amazing work uh, raising money and building community in Boston. We have two cool videos on our social media. Um, yeah, you just type Sprint for Syngap into anything and you'll find all of this stuff. But there's some lovely pictures of families doing good work uh, for Sprint for Syngap. And these two videos of the Boston families. And then the Colombians went nuts, too. They had a party in Colombia. There's wonderful pictures of people dancing and running. And it's amazing. So Sprint for Syngap not only raised money that we're going to use to fund research, but it also built community. And that's the thing. If you're a Syngap family out there and you've never met another Syngap family, call me. I will tell you who lives close to you. Meet other Syngap families. It's, it's very healing. And, and it, what's fun to see is to see like another Syngap parent meet your Syngapian and, and, and love them. It's very special. It's very special. Anyway, I, Sprint for Syngap, thank you very much. Uh, great work. And just let's celebrate. Let's, let's take this week and be in a good mood and know that good things are happening. I'll, I'll tell you next week about what's coming up. There's a lot coming. I, I don't even have time to talk about it. But thanks for listening. Have a great week.